From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Biz Unplugged Disneyland Edition Roundtable Discussion for the week of October 11, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Mulata-Willie, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, we're going to answer your questions from the Diz Facebook page. I posted up earlier today, and we have some questions from listeners. Yay! 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 Let's just go in order, shall we? This one is from Matt Young. He, it's a two-part question. I don't know, sounds like a Nancy question. Uh, look, first one. Hey, now. Hey, looking at a trip to the land in March, how is early March for crowds? No month is good for crowds. No month is good for crowds. It's locals. Okay, next question. This, one, <laughs> this one's... But a, ser- seriously, that's, that's really the right answer. Yeah. Uh, well, this, early March. I mean, that's they're gonna the spring, spring crowd haven't started yet. Well, they haven't really started in the early part of March. It's usually like the Locals. latter part. Mm. Isn't spring break like almost two months these days yeah. because of how varied the schedule is? But from the from the schools, from the high schools to the colleges, it's it. It was forever. I know this this past year. It seemed like spring break just went on forever. All right, part two of Matt's question is kind of more interesting. I am thinking of doing a one park per day pass instead of a hopper. Can you weigh the pluses and minuses of going this route for a new and ex- for new for either new or experienced guests? Ooh, pick me, pick me, pick okay. me. Okay, Yes, 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 yes. One park, especially if you are a new person. You will not have any problem at all keeping yourself busy and entertained and never regret it if you're a new person by just doing one park per day. I almost feel sorry for people that lay out uh, the extra cost of a park hopper when this is their first trip to the Disney Resort. Even at, at California Adventure, and I think all of us are going to agree with this one these days, there is no problem spending the entire day there. The only possible exception I can think of is if it's like a summer night or a Saturday night where they, where Disneyland is open till midnight and DCA closes at 10 p.m. and you really do want to hop over to Disneyland for those last two hours, that's the only time I would recommend a park hopper for a brand new person. And I was looking at the pricing a one-day ticket, don't get the park hopper. It's a $38 difference. Yeah, that's a goodness. You can almost go to uh, Magic Mountain or Universal for that cost. When you get to two-day through five-day hoppers, each of them is a $30 difference for the park hopper. So the more days you go, the better value a park hopper is. Right. So for a five-day park hopper, you're only talking $6 a day difference. And see, ticket. then it becomes worth it. Then it then, becomes a better value, yeah. Then you can do that, but then again, you have more days to spend, and it isn't so critical. If you've only got two or three days, mm, can't say I would ever do it. Yeah. Anybody else have an opinion on that? 
I would only say to do the hopper if you if you were um, going to not spend a full day the second day so that you could try to get the evening events. It, you really have to choose what you want to do in the evening. Are you going to do the World of Color? Are you going to do the Mad Tea Party, Fireworks, um, Fantasmic? You might, you might, if you're commando style, you might park hop if you only have one night to do certain things and you want to see as much as you can. I would, I would say that. Okay. Uh, next question comes from Lisa Holmes. This one's for you, Mary Jo. Please share any new fun Halloween things you may have spotted. I understand you were at the Halloween party. Anything new this year? Um, there was nothing really new that they had. Okay, the thank ten- you. Next question. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, for the Halloween party, there really wasn't. The, the trail treats changed um, locations on some of them, but they still have okay. ten of them that you go to. So now, did no, they last see year that they had, they had villains up in Town Square? Where were the villains at? Were they just back in the back, or were, I thought some? They were said, all around. For okay. instance, uh, Jack Skellington and Sally were in New Orleans Square. Trying to think of where I saw the different villains. They were they were throughout the park, from what I saw. They had the stormtroopers out also uh-huh. in Tomorrowland for photo op. They had photo ops back in the um, Big Thunder Mountain Ranch area. Right. They had villains back there. Well, I think that's that's the biggest new thing this year is, is the carnival back there. And and I would definitely, if people who are going to go there during the daytime, if people are going to go there during the daytime to um, make sure to go back to the Big Thunder Ranch um, area and, and go to the tent, see the villains. What I understand is that they have different villains come out and they'll have somebody with a, um, a wand or something. Yep. And they, with the wand, they, they conjure up the villain character and then the, there's a puff of smoke and the villain appears and you never know which villain you're going to get. So I you got, have I that got, surprise I got Jafar. You got, so does each person get to do that, Tom, or is it one person per show or how does that work? I'm not sure. I was, I had a private viewing. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's like a group of, a group of guests at one time and they probably just pick. Someone to do the, to hold okay. the magic wand. Yeah. Kind of like the wand at Ollivander's, but. Exactly yeah, they said like, like that. Okay. So yeah. there's like 30 people that fit in those, in the tents. And, um, like I said, there's different villains. So some people go there several times to, to, to go see the show with the different villains and hopefully, everything. Hopefully we can get the video of my conjuring up on the website soon. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. That would, would be fun to see. And then there's different things. Um, when I was, when we were leaving, there was this big show. I had forgotten all about it, but at the train station, they had a bunch of characters and villains and they had a whole performance that they did for us. Oh wow. Were, were, was it almost closing? Is that what they were doing or? Right. Oh wow. I was really nice. surprised. It was a lot of fun and they were up on the station and they came down into the crowd and came into town square where the flag is. Mm-hmm. And everybody was standing there, so I thought that was fun. Any changes I, to the cavalcade this year? You know, last year I really wasn't too impressed with it. This year I really enjoyed it, and I thought that there was more to it. But we were looking at Kelly's pictures from last year, and it's almost the same thing. Okay. But it was a it was a lot of fun. I had um, 
There's, there's only, you know, I, the princess float at the end that, um, had Mickey and Minnie and, and the fab, I think the fab five were on there. Um, that, that's the only real float, but they have other, you know, they have the pumpkins with Mickey. They have a straw one. You have, um, the Pixar characters are there. The country bear jamboree also marched in the parade. I thought it was fun. Roz and I both, we went this last Friday. We really enjoyed it. We checked out the dance parties and between Tomorrowland and Rancho de Zocalo, I really liked the Rancho de Zocalo party more. The characters put on a performance there also, which I didn't know that they did. And then they were dancing with the people and they were playing some fun, fun music. Um, and that whole thing. And there were more, there were quite a few people that were dancing throughout the night. And I went to the Tomorrowland Terrace. There were people dancing there too. Personally, I just like the atmosphere at, at the uh, Frontierland one better. The um, did they do the, the pirate dock down by um, Mark Twain? The that was uh, that was um, Jack. Oh, okay. Which is um, oh my gosh, the pirate Jack, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, Jack yeah. Sparrow. Jack Sparrow, thank you. God, how could I forget that? Oh my gosh. No woman should forget that. But um Jack Sparrow was there. That place was all decked out. There were several photo shot opportunities and it was really fun down there. They had the Columbia ship, which looked kind of spooky. And then Jack Sparrow was there taking pictures with people. And that I thought that was a real nice setup. The river, of course, was all foggy. Um they they're not, they're not called the, um, it's the Dapper Dans, but they were called the something else that they Cadaver, were singing Cadaver, on. Cadaver. The Cadaver Dance. Yeah. yeah, thank you. The Cadaver Dance were singing and their voices are so beautiful. They were singing, a, a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas songs and other, you know, uh, that type of eerie songs for along the river going back and forth on the raft. There were a lot of projections throughout the park. Remember on Main Street when we were sitting there, Nancy, they had the spider webs on the walls and they had the music playing. Yeah. They did that. And whereas at Christmas where they have the projections on the castle that turn, you know, turned into this magical icy, um, show here they had the, I think Maleficent starts off and every so often the villains have a little sing along show and then they project spiders on the castle and ghosts on the castle and so they have that show so that's that and they do that throughout the night so it's not something that you really want to stop and watch but as you're passing from land to land you you see that as you um throughout the night so th- i thought that was um a lot of fun did you get a chance to ride Hunter mansion holiday we we didn't go on one i've been on it but not well okay for the halloween yes i have been on it i saw the okay. monkey bride Saw the nine foot tall, uh, gingerbread house. And, and the train is so cool. Oh, the train is so cool. Yes. Um, you, that's one attraction that I would recommend somebody. There's so many different details there that you gotta go on that more than one time. Yeah. Um, really quickly back to the, the, the actual Halloween night. Okay. The, there's ten trails throughout the park. There's a map. That shows you where the trails are. We didn't refer to the map 
I think we only refer to it in Tomorrowland, so we missed two trails of the ten. Our ba- our bags were still full of candy. Roz emptied hers out two or three times. Not emptied, but she took candy out of it um, just because it was overflowing. Mine was overflowing also. So there's plenty of candy to be got. Um, some people take big bags. I didn't w- want to take a bigger bag than what Disneyland gives you. But I saw people there with... Um, Typical, normal trick-or-treat bags. They also sell really cool trick-or-treat bags or tote bags in the park for $10, and they light up. They have two of them, I think, that light up. And those are bigger than the ones that they were giving out for free. So if people want to get that and have a little tote bag souvenir to keep, that's that's one option that they could have. Um, the There is a trail. The trick-or-treat spots... Are, they're all trails, right? So you go in and you actually hit three or four candy spots. The We got lots of chocolate. Or they also have healthy options like last year. They had the carrots, the apples, uh, craisins for Tony. It actually says craisins for Tony on the package. I was surprised. Nice. That's and, good. I, so now, now I officially am a sponsor. I'm a spokesperson. You are. Is, you're, yeah. you're represented in the park. Yes, craisins. But um, they, they had those and... I would say make sure to go through all of them if you can. We went through one of the fun ones is the Golden Horseshoe. They had this man playing the organ, playing the piano there, and he was he looked like a ghoul. He was um. So you have the music, and they have that place decorated really nicely. They call him uh, Mr. Key Daver, or that's his name, Mr. Key Daver, um, in the Golden Horseshoe. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, oh, for Cadaver. You just got that now? I just got it now. I'm slow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm very slow. But, uh, anyway, so that, that was pretty cool. Nothing is too scary for small children. So this is Disney. They do keep it on the, you know, on the, on the lighter side. So although you have these characters that are, you know, with the dark eyes and whatever, it's not spooky. It's definitely Halloween, so don't worry about taking um, your children there and them having night. It's not like Not Scary Farm where they're going to um, have too much. They had some cool merchandise. I, I was so close to purchasing one of those Jack Skellington um, heads that you wear like a big medallion around your neck. And at nighttime, they flash and the mouth opens and closes. And walking through the parks and seeing that, those, and they have a skeleton one too. I, I almost bought one, but then I thought, where would I wear that? Which is nowhere. So I, I didn't succumb, but I was close to it. But they had a lot of um, merchandise. I checked all the different stores. And to me, it's the same merchandise at all the stores, just displayed differently. Um, and they, where, the, where you might get some merchandise at one store and another, other merchandise at another store, the Emporium has everything. So... You can get everything on Main Street. So for those people who want to get that something special, don't worry too much about it. They have a lot of cool Halloween pins and some more coming out later this week that are um, exclusive to um, their uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Tim Burton nice. pins that are coming nice. out. Yeah, they they're, they actually look a little kind of spooky. <laughs> and if anybody wants to see the map ahead of time, um, one of our Dizzers on the Disneyland board posted a high-resolution 
map. So if we can include that in the links too, Tom. Yep. And it shows on the map where all the trigger tree trails. We, even though we didn't refer to it, I would say take a look at it before you go so you have an idea. Cause we missed the one on Main Street. We missed the one back by, um, behind the Matterhorn and behind, um, we missed three of them. And by, uh, it's a small world. But we still got tons of candy. And, and don't forget, I mean, if you want to go book now because dates are selling out. That's another thing I was going to say. It was so crowded. Last year, all of us went, I think, the very first night. And we had a, we had a nice time. This time, the trails for all, all the candy trails were long and they never did subside throughout wow. the night. There, I, I told Roz, don't worry. By the end of the night, we're going to be able to go on the attractions and get candy. No, they were, it was very, it was still crowded when we were there. But I have to say, the trails go, don't let that stop you from getting in line because they go quickly. You know, five minutes, I think, maybe. And, and we're constantly, the only time you stop is when they're replenishing them, which was, we, that happened to us twice. So we waited and they replenished it and we just walked through the rest of the, the trail. Excellent. There's also special, um, Halloween themed food and the map shows you which restaurants have them. We, didn't we ended up eating at the Jolly Holiday, um, but Cafe Orleans and uh, Stage Door Cafe have special holiday treats as well as the Plaza Inn and um, Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. Oh, actually, at the at the Jolly Holiday Bakery, they did. They had some, and we did have a Halloween cupcake while we were there. We shared it. It was really yummy. But there's there's lots going on over there as far as new. Disneyland always changes things, you know, a little bit. So it's never, no two years are going to be exactly the same. Um, people dressed up, people having a good time. So my favorite costume was the cozy cone. Oh, that's cute. I saw a lot of Flintstone costumes. Weird. Yeah, this time I was surprised. I don't know what, why there were Flintstone costumes, but uh, the scarecrows—they have a scarecrow going into Tomorrowland and another one going into Adventureland. Those guys are so funny. They had, they were, a, there was a little girl wearing a Dorothy costume and the scarecrow saw her and he's like, I haven't seen you in ages. And so he was talking to her and of course she just kind of stared at him, but her mom laughed. Thought it was nice. funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question comes from Megan LeBlanc. I think that, I think we're going to go back to Wayne on this one. I'm, I'm just guessing. If a single person had to stay off property, where would you choose to stay? So I have said for a long time that I like staying in Buena Park, but there are now a lot of good choices that are maybe a little more convenient than Buena Park. Um, if you take Harbor and just go south a little bit away from Disneyland, there's starting to be a lot of the better hotels spring up in that area. Especially if you get just outside the city limits of Anaheim. Yeah, the Garden Grove. Exactly. That area is really growing up now and, and starting to have some really good options at some very competitive rates, too. One of the things I don't like about staying in Anaheim, which influences the room price, is almost all the hotels charge for parking. Right. And that's because they're trying to prevent folks from using the hotel as a Disneyland parking lot. So I understand that, but... For a single person, that adds 15 or $20 a night to the room price, 
and you can get a better value by going outside the city of Anaheim. Um, that's going to be my my next uh, uh, looking point for a single trip down is to look in Garden Grove area. All right. Megan, stay tuned. Wayne will have a report for you. <laughs> there you go. There you All go. Right, next question comes from Kathy Fleming. What's not to miss during the holidays? And follow up, any great dining options to help you celebrate the holidays? We just posted uh, a little bit ago the new information for Thanksgiving. Speaking of holidays. Um, looks good this we, year. Yeah, we don't have information for Christmas, of course, because everything looks 30 days out. So come October 24th or something, we'll have that. Um, once again, the Grand Ballroom of the Disneyland Hotels has their Thanksgiving feast. $71.99 adults, $20.99 for kids. Napa Rose has their four-course menu probably booked up already. And, of course, Goofy's Kitchen, Storytellers, PCH Grill all have their buffets. And even Steakhouse 55's getting in on it with their three-course dinner featuring butternut squash soup, slow roasted turkey, and a pumpkin creme brulee. For all for $46. I was actually in Disneyland on Thanksgiving Day a couple of years ago. It just, the, the time off and vacation just worked out that way. And so I'm in the park and wondering what the options there. And I wound up at Plaza Inn and they had the traditional Thanksgiving spread. And it was wonderful. If that you sounds happen, really good. If you happen to be inside the park, there are even good options there on, on Thanksgiving Day. And, Kathy, for the oh. first part of your question, what's not to miss, I think we covered a lot of that in our rapid-fire segment on our on our news show, so go back and listen to that, and we've got a lot of the Christmas stuff going on. Tony, you were going to say oh. something. How crowded is it on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, I found it crowded. Yeah. Uh, that that whole weekend. I mean, it's it's the standard. I was standard hoping that Thanksgiving was the one. Sorry, it, I you, thought Thanksgiving was the to, one holiday that everybody celebrates, so we'd be good. But it used to be that that weekend was very very pleasant, and then the word got out that it the was, and it's not anymore. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's just as packed. Same thing with Christmas Day. It used to be. Go Christmas Day because, you know, everybody's at home. No. Because there's, there's a lot of people who aren't Christians either, or there's the, you know, and so, or there's people who got, um, annual passes for and their, their gifts. Yeah. Yep. And they're yeah. activating. My brother went the day after, no, I think he went January 2nd because he thought January 2nd would be, <laughs> nobody would be there. It was crazy. So. Just Crazy keep, just all keep the that time. in mind. Yeah, right. that's true. But it's still so much fun. All right, Indeed. next question comes from Rita Smith. Have you heard about another annual pass holder price bump? A cast member hinted to me that another one is coming soon. I he heard did. the same thing. Oh, yeah, we're all hearing the same rumors, Rita. And please let us what? know if you hear something because i got to go renew mine quickly. Okay, yeah, help me out. mine expires in two days. So. <laughs> really? Because I haven't been listening for that. Another yeah. one? Yeah, it's supposed to be before year end is what I'm hearing. Twice in a year really? would be ugly, yeah. That would people would stop that would end it for some people. Yeah, I think so. That's <laughs> especially in this economy. 
I almost yeah. left my car at Disneyland and took the train home this weekend after the gas prices jacked up while, well, that's while I was down there. Well, that's the I thing. Pa- is- I paid four oh nine to fill up my tank in Fresno before I left. I paid four seventy one coming home. Oh my, oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, see, the, and that's the thing. If you raise the prices and with gas like this, you're gonna finally. I think it will reach the the limit. I, I considering the state of gas prices and that they just jacked it up thirty percent in some cases. I. I fortunately I do a podcast, so I won't stop. I that would that would now they're they're crossing my line if they raise it again before the end of the year. That's wrong. Just flat out wrong. Yeah. All right, let's next question comes from Kathy Carter. They are making their second trip this summer. Their first was for the half marathon in two thousand eleven. They fell in love with Disneyland and can't wait to, wait to make a longer trip. And they wanted to wait till Carsland opened, of course. Uh, here's another date question. Do you recommend late May or early June? And how long of a visit should they plan on? They live in Missouri, so it'll be years before they can visit again. Well, they're, the limit are five-day park hoppers. Right. That's that's the issue nowadays. Uh, late May or early June, I'm not sure that makes much of a difference other than if they bump into Memorial Day weekend. They don't want to... Oh, but I'd there's say late also May. the grad nights. Yeah, that too. That happens. But I'd say, oh, no, good. I'd say late May just because out here less kids will be out. I agree. I mean, it might not be a huge difference, but once you hit June, it might not be our kids that are out. It could be Texas kids that are out and, you know, uh, but then again, and also early June is when you're going to start getting the seventh grade junior high group at the school or the sixth graders at the, at the, uh, at Disneyland and all that stuff. So the earlier the better. I, agree. I think it's going to be a I huge difference. The weather's nicer than in June too. All right. Final question comes from Cheryl Johnson. They're going to be making their first trip to Disneyland this year for four nights. Then on to Alani. Okay, Cheryl, we can't talk to you anymore. You're going to Alani. <laughs> yeah. We'll have three to four days. How should we schedule things? We'll be at the Grand, they'll be at the Grand Californian and then on to Alani. Cheryl, we're not, yeah, we're really not talking to you. Uh, first time, oh, first time visitors. Any first time visitor information would be appreciated. Three to four days. That's probably plenty trip. of time. Mm-hmm. Take, take, I mean, take your time. I just realized I've been muted all this time. Uh, I've been trying to interject, and I'm like, why is Tom talking? It's been so lovely. Shut up. (laughs) We thought you fell asleep again. Well, no. I I was actually, I had turned it off to cough and forgot to turn it back on. Do you you have some recommendations for for, for Cheryl here? Actually, I do. Uh I actually had a recommendation for the last couple, too. Tough luck on that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I want to jump in on this one and say, go ahead and pick which nighttime activity you want to see the most and double check to make sure it's running on your first night. And get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that happens, especially during more off times or times when our weather changes and becomes more windy, 
and which happens a lot in the fall and winter and spring, you want to make sure that if fireworks is top on your bill, you want to make sure you can see it. So try for it the I think, first night. I think we talked about that a couple times ago in a thread of the yeah. week for first-time visitors. It was, you know, to make sure if you want to yeah. see the fireworks or something like that, see it see it earlier in your trip just to make sure yeah. it doesn't get... Well, yeah. it's, a, it's always a good point to reiterate because it's something people yep. forget. Yeah. But even if it's World of Color that you really want to see above everything else, plan for whatever you want to see the most the first night. Yeah. I always say that when you when you plan your days, do choose your must do's and then your like to do's, so that you can focus on doing. So you're not running back and forth um, to different areas, and you miss out on the things you most want to do. We always well, then decide too how much planning on that you actually want to do. Remember, you don't have to plan as hard for Disneyland as you do for going to say Florida or something like that. But you still want to plan your, if you only have three or four days, you want to make sure you plan if yeah. you're going to see parades and. Well, also with three or four days though, don't commando plan everything in your first couple days. No, you yeah, I you, mean, you have yeah. plenty of time. So I, think I say that mistake. now, but yeah, that's right. And if you're at the Grand California Hotel, make sure you plan in some time just enjoying the lobby that they have there, the piano playing, um, the pool. It's just, it's a really beautiful hotel. So, Take some time to relax so that you don't get burned out. I, and I was forget- in I was in there this weekend. Uh, when was it? I don't know. Anyway, Saturday maybe. And I was not in a park kind of mood, so I went in there just to relax, get some air conditioning, sat there, listened through probably three sessions of the piano player. You know, she left. She left each time. She'd say, "See you in half an hour." <laughs> well, also, you want to make sure, too, that you look at the special offerings that each of the hotels has, you know, the special little scavenger hunts and and various things, and that'll be um, inside your welcome folder that you can find out about those. And, you know, maybe spend a little bit of time one day taking advantage of something like that, like the Art of the Craft tour at the hotel. You know, that I really would go love that tour. Yeah. But I, I think you made a good point, Nancy, yeah. especially since they're first-time visitors. Yeah. The hotel's going to give them a packet. Look through the packet. Look through the maps. Yep. Um, look at the schedule that they're going to get and choose the times that um, these shows are going are gonna to happen so that they're not wasting their time running back and forth. Use your fast passes. Catch the Catch the... Parade, catch you know some of the s- smaller shows when you're on your downtime. You know, relax between rides. Yep. Spend some time at the Carthay Lounge. Ooh. Spend some time at Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe having a pumpkin latte. Mm. Spend some time at Trader Sam's. Yes. Now we're talking. <laughs> well, okay. Now they're at the Grand. Spend some time at. Uh, Hearthstone Lounge. Yeah. Hearthstone Lounge. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's not as fun as Trader Sam's, though. They don't have, definitely don't have as good of a food selection. No. no. So. All right. 
Thank you, Cheryl, for that question. And thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you in two weeks. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical than a chair. Thanks for listening.